Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of She Rises from Her Ashes podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Tafina, and I am so excited to be with you guys today. There has been so much stuff going on in my brain over the last mostly week. I mean, I told you guys in the last episode that this year has been fully focused on healing um, physically and mentally. And I will say like, once you, once you got the physical down, like it it is time to really dig into the, to the mental because they really act hand in hand with one another. And I never freaking realized it. I never realized it. So gosh, where do I even want to begin? Um, let us start by talking about more about our inner child. Um, so All right, I'm just going to cut to the chase here, all right? When you are raised in a home where, you know, there are narcissistic tendencies, there are, you know, um, gosh, there's sadness, okay? When you are raised in a home where there is sadness, right, it is hard not to develop resentment and anger and all of that stuff. Um, As a little girl, I had a, you know, a pretty, you know, on paper, really good life. Um, my mom constantly reminds me of that. You know, she did what she could to make ends meet. We did not have a lot of money. My parents got divorced. Um, only child, right? So I was very alone um, most of the time. You know, I would go to school and that's where I was bullied. And then I would come home and I would have myself to play with. So it was very isolating. I didn't realize until recently that, you know, how I was raised is not normal. Um, you know, it is common, not very common, but it's not normal. Um, so I was raised, my mother, you know, she she was the, she, she gave me a roof over my head, you know, she was there for us financially as much as she could. She was there for us, you know, to enroll us for school or, you know, the things that parents should be doing. She, my mom was there. My mom did was a parent, okay? And, you know, for so long I was told things like, you know, I did my, I did my best for you, you know, I, I gave up my life for you or I paid for, you know, part of your college or, you know, who was there for you when you crashed your car things like that and you know when you when you have an emotion right and you have an emotion of sadness and then it is overlapped by the reminder of what they did for you because it makes their insecurities feel better your feelings are never validated like your feelings are never validated your whole life so you don't really know what's real and what's not You know, we were always taught to not show emotion. Um, I was always, you know, I was diagnosed, um, you know, based on, you know, when you're a child and you're under 16 or 18 or whatever, you have to go into therapy with your parents um, at first. And, you know, my mother, basically my mother was in there with me. We would do the intake, we would do all the things. And based off of that, my diagnosis would happen. Um, same thing happened when I went to rehab. Uh, my diagnosis was based off of symptoms that my mother would say that I had. Um, and it's like, it's so crazy to me because I have been put literally on mood stabilizers since I was 14. 
Um, the feelings that we're trying to cover were never, um, the medications never made me felt better, but my mom and, you know, my, would tell me, you know, that's working. You're, you do so much better when you're on your medication. It's when you come off of your medication that shit hits the fan. But literally I'm realizing it's, it, when I come off my medication, it's like, this isn't working for me. Like this, these are not the symptoms that I feel that I need to be addressed, right? So then I would go and find and search other doctors. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? You know, and you'd get a literally a different diagnosis from every doctor, but when you come back to it, like it's the same symptoms, right? Whatever it is, okay? You have ADHD, you can't focus, um, you have constant anxiety, um, you procrastinate, all of those things, right? Then you get another one. Well, you have generalized anxiety disorder, literally are the same symptoms, right? So here I am, I'm being put on medication after medication, nothing is feeling good, nothing is feeling good, I'm going to therapy, I'm saying the things I think everybody wants to hear, but not what I truly want to feel. Since I found a real therapist that doesn't, she gives me tools, she asks questions, she peels back layers, and it's allowing me to figure out stuff on my own that I've never been able to figure out before. And when I start talking about those things and bringing up memories, you know, obviously the people who are involved don't like to hear it, right? This wasn't true, this never happened, but that is what you hear from a narcissist. And I never knew what a narcissist was, ever. I thought my childhood was normal, I thought I grew up normal. And guys, I'm not saying my mom's a bad mom, she's a wonderful mom, she did her best, but she has her own demons too that she doesn't even know she has, nor has she been able to deal with because she has been in the same fight or flight mode her whole freaking life that I have been in since I was seven years old all right so basically when you're raised like in a narcissistic home um, these are some signs that you may see right you <coughs> you never feel good enough right you tried so hard to make like this um, this presentation right at school and deep down in your heart you're like oh my god I can't wait for my mom to see this I think this is something she's really really gonna love and then when you go to show her she's on her phone or she's not busy if she's she's working I'm working right now and she never really gets to take a look at that presentation that you worked so hard on or you know you, you signed up for your cheerleading right and you were so excited right you would go to practice all the time and you couldn't wait for your competition and she never shows up. And this was constant in my life. This was a constant thing in my life that I was forced to figure out how to, <coughs> how to make myself feel adequate, how to make myself feel good. And it started with, you know, fitting in with people. Um, the first time I drank, I was in, you know, a, a scenario with older guys and you know of course you want to fit in you want to feel cool you want to feel loved you want to feel accepted because you never got that so you do what they say right you drink you get shit faced you get hammered and you make very bad mistakes you know I don't even think my mom knows the first time I drank or the experience I've had and most of the time you know when you're in a narcissistic household I guarantee you like, if you're wondering if your parent is, like, ask them something. Ask them what your favorite food is. Ask them what your, you know, your favorite 
childhood movie was. Like, I don't know. I can answer that for my kids. But I can guarantee my mom has no idea. And another, you know, thing is they're very self-absorbed. It's always about them. If you go to call them and say, oh my gosh, mom, my stomach, like I think I'm getting sick. Oh my God, me too, I'm getting sick, you know. It's always about them and it always is. And then it continues the vicious cycle of your feelings never feeling like they matter, that they're not valid. And it's a constant cycle of inadequacy. And that's, that's you know, what I'm realizing what I did. So. You know, it started with alcohol, masking for that, and then with guys, and then, you know, wherever I ended up, you know, and it always came back to you're depressed, you're anxious, this and that, but never really went down to the issue. Never in my years of therapy, ever, did I think I had a problem with my mom. Ever. Never. But every time I'm around her, I have to make sure I look a certain way. I literally feel so anxious when I go to her house. I'm just trying to please her and make her happy. It's that little girl inside of me. And then, you know, you go there and you're expecting her to be loving and da 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 and it's the same situation every single time. So I latched on to relationships and things like that. Um, another thing is they are very materialistic. Um, they care about what people think. They want to show them things. You know, you are basically their, their, uh, you're, you're a reflection of them, right? So I remember when I dyed my hair black, I wanted to like show my reflection of who I was. My mom made a biggest scene. It made it about her. You're embarrassing me, this and that. We're making an appointment for you. We're getting your hair fixed tomorrow. And I never really knew how to be me, ever. Like, I am having the hardest time in my life right now because I don't know who I am. I don't know what I should feel. I don't know anything. And then now that I'm more aware of, you know, this, this disorder that people have, I'm seeing it in other relationships that I have. And it kills me. You know, I always thought that I was attracted to broken people because I wanted to fix them. No, I was attracted to people... just like my mom. People that, you know, would say, I love you when you felt sad or when you felt hurt, they would say, I love you, you know, tell you all the things, you know, I've always been there for you, no one will love you, blah, blah, blah. And it's a vicious cycle. And I think it's very important um, if you do feel this type of way or you're questioning yourself because now you are peeling back the layers and you're wondering, you know, what's right, what's wrong educate yourself like that's what I'm doing my family will call me a hypochondriac but no I'm just a filler of knowledge I want to know all of the things I want to understand it I think for me it's like understanding it makes it hurt less and you know <coughs> this podcast I am sure if heard is not going to be you know liked and I want you know <coughs> I want it to be known that I love my mom very much and that's the problem like she, I love her so freaking much you know how people say like girls grow up with daddy issues like I think I grew up with mommy issues because I didn't feel loved and that's where I'm at right now and you know trying to work on that little girl inside who is broken and feels abandoned and feels alone and had to figure out things on her own I'm trying to help that little girl inside. 
So today, I my therapist says, you know, I want you to go explore, find out what you like, do things you've never done. So I just got in the car and drove with my daughter, saw a new beautiful place. And I think that, you know, this piece of my life is truly finding out what I enjoy, what I like, not what's going to make my mom happy, what's going to make my husband happy. This piece of my life needs to be about what's going to make Chelsea happy. And I'm not just blowing smoke at my everybody's ass and saying, you know, whatever, like this piece of my life. And if you are going through it too, it needs to be about you. Okay. I am learning not to yell. I grew up in a household of yelling because it's literally like when you grow up with a narcissist, it is like they throw fire at you and keep poking and poking and poking and poking and they don't stop poking until you get an arise. And then when you get the arise, you're the crazy one. So if that sounds at all familiar, I am going to challenge you guys this week to get out, do your own thing and make practices like today I was working on like breath work practices listening to YouTube videos and like when that scenario comes in my life where somebody who also has narcissistic tendencies wherever they are in my life because they will be there that I am not going to add fuel to the fire I am going to talk to myself and breathe and say it is not me this is them if I add to the fire I am not going to be any more right and you just let them go, all right? I have had to go no contact as of right now because I just, it hurts too much for me seeing her not know how much it hurts and to think that it's just me being mentally ill and you know, again, my feelings aren't valid. So that's where I'm at, but I'm really trying to learn who I am. You know, I, I did beach body for five years. I freaking, you know, I love, I realized I loved helping people, but I also realized that that was for my mom. You know, I grew up always having to look a certain way, not be fat, not gain weight, not be this. So I always had a complex with my weight. So I said, you know what, if I could just get skinny and, you know, have be, be a productive member of society and make a lot of money and be successful, my mom will love me. And guess what? Like a typical narcissist, oh, Beachbody changed you. You're not the same person. Why am I not the same person? Because I was happy. Because I looked better than she did. Because now her friends were Facebook friending me and that made her mad. And then I gave that up. And I'm at a point in my life right now where I just want to help other people like me who probably have severe anxiety, high functioning anxiety, which is for a whole other podcast that are going, you know, diagnosed for just anxiety, given medication, nothing's helping them. But I promise you finding out like my high functioning anxiety is stemmed from the little girl always having to be perfect and appease her mom that I have never stopped. I have been go, 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 go make mommy proud, do, 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 that my freaking nervous system last year ended me up in the fucking hospital with everything in my body, like not able to breathe. And that's why I say like your mental health and your physical health go hand in hand because if you are not mentally well, your body is going to shut down. And that's what my body did was it shut down. <coughs> and right now, I'm having the first flare-up that I've had in God knows how long. And I know it's because I'm stressed in my body and, 
you know. So take care of yourself, guys. Like, ask questions, dig deeper. Stop living for everybody else. Find out who the hell you are. And it's gonna fucking piss people off. It is going to piss people off, but you will find out through this journey, the people that you are pissing off are the ones that should not be around, okay? And it fucking hurts. Like right now, I feel like I'm grieving my mother. And I know you guys may not understand this, especially, you know, those of you that have physically lost your mothers. Like, I never had that relationship. I never had that mother, you know? I've always fought for it, wished for it, hoped for it. And now realizing what she is and, you know, that she's sick, I'm grieving my mother, the relationship that I'll never have, the mother that I'll never have. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's exhausting. You know, I'm laying around a lot, not eating as much. And I have to freaking remind myself that this is grief. You're going through it. It's normal. After this, your body is going to be stronger, but it is necessary for this peace and point in your life. So I know that was a little bit all over the place. I'm really just trying to unpack layers myself and hopefully this can resonate for other people out there. Um, the point of this podcast is to help people out there while helping myself not feel so alone. Um, I'm very grateful for this platform that you actually get to find people like you and bring them closer and, you know, heal together. So let me know what you guys think about this podcast. If you guys, you know, related at all, what you guys want to hear. Um, I'm going to be diving into this a lot more and, you know, I just want to hear from the followers what you think, the direction that we are heading in with She Rises From Her Ashes. All right, friends, share and tag a friend and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.